episode of Fusion and Hockey Podcast is sponsored by Sandborn's Boys. This new sports novel by Benji Mellers is available on Amazon. Order your copy of Sandborn's Boys today. Good morning, Tysay. Good morning, Alex. How's, uh, how's it going on this Sunday morning? Pretty good, pretty good. May 17th, 2020. And um, I think as recently as a week ago, it was looking like almost a foregone conclusion that the NHL was mere days away from announcing a June draft before a potential resumption of the regular season. But now it's looking like that is most likely not going to happen, and the draft will happen, if there is a season at all, after that. Yeah, we had a flurry of activity last week, um, which we talked about on the podcast. We were talking about you know how there, it looks like they're really getting ready to, to, to go uh, near the beginning of the June. However, this week, the action has basically completely stopped on the draft front, and we haven't really heard any news and, you know, June 4th is really approaching quickly. As I said, it's May 17th. So it's really only, what, two, three weeks away if they were to hold an early June draft. And uh, I don't think really any of the teams would be, like, ready for to have a draft in early June. And so uh, with such little warning, I don't believe that the NHL got it together fast enough in order to have this draft uh, when they wanted it. Yeah, I still think there might be a chance that if they start ramping up talks again in the next couple days, they could have a draft closer to the end of June. Because one of the big points with having the draft before June ends was so that uh, the scouts' contracts who are on expiring deals so that they don't expire so their teams can retain them. So that could still be in the works if you want to hold the draft maybe, you know, not on June 5th, but instead maybe three weeks later. Yeah, exactly. And uh, look... Actually, we're going to talk about this this later news uh, that talks about, you know, the playoffs. It looks like th- those talks have been heating up. And, uh, you know, it looks like they've, they're finally, like, maybe even, like, get, I've, I've been talking about, you know, get the order right in terms of figuring stuff out. It looks like that maybe the draft has fallen to the back burner. And they're looking to see how and if they're going to finish the regular season and then potentially the playoffs. Yeah, so we can jump right to the 24-team playoff now. Looks like the idea that they will be going with if they um, if they do continue the season, which would mean that what we initially heard like a couple months ago, or maybe not a couple months ago, a month ago or so, of finishing the regular season is something that they really want to do, uh, kind of fell through the cracks, which I'm fine with. So because not like the bottom seven teams, the basement dwellers, um, they should have no reason to want to come back and you know risk their health. So now they they won't have to if they just jump right into this 2014 playoffs with a little bit of, you know, um, training camp, of course. So the, the thing with this that pretty much everyone is pointing out, uh, our favorite team, the Montreal Canadiens, are 24th place in the NHL. And I'm pretty sure there's actually quite a little bit of distance between them and Chicago, who's 23rd in the NHL. So it goes without saying that Montreal is undeserving of being in the playoffs, but even if you compare them to the other 23 teams, they are by far the least deserving to make it in. So as a Canadiens fan, obviously I would be happy about this. Um, You actually, at the beginning of the season, said you think Montreal will be a playoff team, and this would make your prediction come true, actually. (laughs) um, Yeah, exactly, in a roundabout way. Let's go, let's go. 
Yeah, uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so as a Canadians fan, this would make me very happy. But if I, looking at it objectively, I think it would make more sense to do a 22-team playoff. Because, sorry, Montreal and Chicago, you wouldn't have made the playoffs anyway. So instead of doing like uh, like the top two teams in each division get a bye, it would be something like the top, uh, I guess like the top five teams in a conference get a bye. And then for the last three spots, the six teams play in. So it would be like 11 teams in each conference. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the standings, right? And, and Montreal and Chicago, especially Montreal, is an outlier in terms of, first of all, just statistically, like points-wise, but also you look at the season that they had, and Montreal, that's like, you know, you were looking at them, and we were both agreed that the, the season was over. This was not a playoff team. They sold at the deadline, so the management agreed. And so to, to, to have them potentially in a playoff, is, is frankly a bit comical. They don't really, they don't, well, not they don't really, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs at all. However, you know, I, I don't see them moving to the 22 team. First of all, 24 teams is a nice round number, and, and then that's fun at all. And also, like Montreal and Chicago, you know, you hate to see it, but they really are big markets, and, and I really don't see the NHL passing up on this perfect opportunity to get these two big markets that otherwise would definitely not have made the playoffs in a normal year. But, you know, the league is starved for cash, as we see. Uh, you know, the, the basically revenues just completely disappeared. And so if they have any you know, opportunity to engage these two markets, which, you know, absolute cash cows. Uh, I, I really don't see them passing up uh, passing up on the opportunity. So if they do go 24 teams, which I assume is the case, uh, I, I sure wouldn't be surprised if Montreal made it. Yeah. Um. So I've got these standings pulled up right now, and I think you do. I'm pretty sure if they do the 2014 playoff, this is what it would look like, uh, at least pretty close. So you have the top four teams. I'll just focus on the East for now. Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington and Philadelphia all get a buy into, I guess, the top 16, which is a normal playoff size. And the other teams, Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Islanders, Toronto, Columbus, Florida, Rangers, and Montreal would do some sort of play-in, either a best of three or probably they would do a best of five because like we'd all talk about how random hockey is. And I don't think the NHL would want to throw what would want obviously the possibility of a team like Montreal or Chicago getting into the top 16 would be there, but I don't think you want to make it, you know, too likely by making it a best of three. That is kind of a coin flip. So I think it would probably be a best of five. And I think it would line up Pittsburgh against Montreal and then, you know, seed the other ones against each other. Obviously like, you know, I guess five, 12, six, 11, like that. And um, yeah, so I, I, but because the other thing that was pointed out was that you don't want to have all these teams playing there play-ins while the top four teams just get even more rusty so they might actually play against one another in sort of it kind of is like an exhibition series but they'll frame it as like the winner of this series gets top seed so basically it kind of like keeps them busy a little bit uh what do you think of that idea yeah i i mean i think with the number that you have 12 uh i think the, the most logical approach is to give the first four teams a buy. Uh, when it comes to exhibition games, okay, I guess. I mean, like you, you need to get them to play, but uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't label anything more than an exhibition game at this point because uh, who, who's gonna, who's gonna play hard in those games when you know that you got, you know, playoffs coming up. Uh, so those four teams, I, I think it'll be, you know, we've talked about, you know, the quality of play maybe not being great if they do start the regular season and you have a bunch of crappy teams in there. Well, I think it's a similar kind of thing if you have four teams that this is not, it wouldn't be a playoff game, right? It would just be like, you know, get back into the swing of things uh, in terms of hockey. So yeah, 
Uh, when it comes to you know the, the the game format, I mean, sure, five games. You don't you want to you don't want to make it too long at this point, right? Uh, if not, you'll really start eating into next season. And so, yeah, five games is good. Uh, from a Montreal Canadiens fan perspective, I mean, you gotta like it. What is this team, anyways? If they were to compete, if this was really a playoff team, what would this team be? It would be a team that's you know riding the coattails of Carey Price. And when you have less, first of all, he's gonna be fresh as a daisy uh, coming in. He was totally, probably totally burnt out uh, when the season stopped. But now he's got you know a couple months to to get rested, probably more, three months to get rested. And so look, he'll be fresh. And also, you know, to hockey, as you mentioned just now, it's a lot of it is you know the bounce of a puck, and it's in the back of your net, and your your series, your season is over. Well, you know, I like the odds much better than you know like before of Carey Price, you know, stealing maybe even a series or two and making a deep run into the playoffs. That would be pretty fun and also make everybody else pretty angry. So that would be an added bonus, I guess. Uh, anyway, so basically, I want to talk about this also. Um, they The plan is to have like four different hub cities where you host, I guess, like six teams would play in like in one arena, I guess, or one city. And But they haven't uh, announced yet. Of course, they haven't announced yet. But the two possibilities are they split it by division. So you would have, like, for the Atlantic, you'd have Boston, Tampa, Toronto, Florida, Montreal, and, like, I don't know, some other wild card or crossover team from the Metro, like New York or Columbus, coming over into the Atlantic and playing in that city. Or if you want to do it, like, um, by just, like, go through by conference, where in this scenario you would have, like, Pittsburgh up against Montreal, then it would be something like Boston, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Columbus, and Montreal, or something like that, um, in in one uh, in one hub instead of by division. So I think that one would probably make a little bit more sense, considering they wouldn't really be traveling anyway. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, like I feel like the division format with maybe a team or two in the crossover just makes things a lot simpler in terms of you know planning out the kind of things. Uh, like in terms of travel, you want to minimize all that. So if you have, you know, and, and like, what else are you going to use these divisions for? Like, uh, this is like the place. It's screaming a division, division. Um, and so you want to divide it by division. And then, you know, you know, those teams, you don't really, you can keep them for, I don't know, like three series in a row. You can keep them in the same hub city. Uh, in terms of by teams, I mean, it's looking pretty good. Uh, it's split even, Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly. And so, I mean, in terms of travel, if you really want to minimize it, uh, you could split it by division and they wouldn't mean until the conference finals. Yeah, well, if you go with the conference thing, then that's not any added travel. You just act as if, like, those teams that are grouped together, like, you know, Pittsburgh with Boston and Montreal and all that, you you act as if that is, like, one new division now. So it wouldn't be any added travel. But if you do go by the actual divisions, like the Atlantic plus maybe one Metro team, then that would actually, I'm pretty sure, line up Montreal against Toronto in the play-in series. So that might be a little extra fun. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the NHL is looking to make money. Uh, what makes money more than uh, freaking Montreal and Toronto in a playoff series uh, when you haven't had hockey for three months in a row? Uh, so, look, absolutely. And, and I think NHL, they've been hunting for matchups. Are you kidding me? This whole this whole stupid division format that nobody really likes, uh, I mean, it's designed to what? Make matchups in the second round. Well, you know, you've got a golden opportunity to get your two biggest markets in the first round. Uh, and, uh, I mean, if I'm the NHL, if I have the choice between Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh and Montreal and Toronto and Columbus, 
or I have the option of Montreal and Toronto, I mean, I'm taking Montreal and Toronto every single time. Yes, me too, me too. One thing with this, though, I noticed, if they do split it like that, like by Atlantic and by Metro, then that would line up the Panthers against the Rangers in a play-in. And funnily enough, when the season stopped, neither one of them were in a playoff spot. So that's, that's kind of a, a little funny something to work around. Maybe the optics of that aren't that good, but of course, I mean, the, obviously the format won't be perfect, whatever you choose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, who really cares about, like, you know, like those minute little optics? Obviously, you don't want to look like uh, you're really, you're really, uh, you really don't want to have something stupid going on. But, you know, look, it's it's just what it is at this point, 24 teams. I mean, it's not the best, but, you know, look, uh, I, like me preferably, maybe like I don't really care. I would have cut it off at 16. But 24, it's, a, it's an all right idea. And, and obviously, you're going to have some teams that don't deserve to be there, Montreal. And if you have a couple of matchups that are kind of dog shit, oh, whatever, it's fine. Uh, we'll live it. We'll live with it. And yeah. I was just going to say, uh, I want to take a look at like what these matchups would be a little bit more, maybe in both conferences. Uh, want to finish up your sentence, or were you basically done? That was basically done. All right, so we would have uh, Montreal versus Toronto and Florida versus the New York Rangers. And then also in the East, on the other side of the bracket, it would be Pittsburgh versus Columbus. Uh, I feel like they've met very often in the past five, six years or so. And Carolina versus the Islanders, a rematch of last year's second round series. Uh, they they're actually uh, sixth and seventh right now in the Eastern points percentage, so that would be an interesting matchup. And in the West, the buys are St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Edmonton. Even though Dallas has um, a better points percentage than Edmonton because they have the divisions laid out, and then we would have. Uh, all right, let me just see. Let me put these divisions together because I'm not sure what the crossovers would be. I think it might be something like Dallas versus Chicago and Nashville versus Winnipeg in the central. And then Vancouver versus Arizona. And that leaves Calgary versus Minnesota in the Pacific with Minnesota crossing over from the central into the Pacific. So actually, this format would make it so that all seven central division teams make it into the playoffs and three Pacific teams, Anaheim, LA, and San Jose all miss. Yeah, I mean that's a funky little twist. Uh, it's I, I, it is because you know the central has less teams. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that's interesting. And I mean, look, uh, look, none of the California teams are any good. So I mean, we're, we're rightfully having it so that you know, which is funny, right? We talked about California teams; they were juggernauts, and now they're all dog shit. And so yeah, uh, I mean, look, I don't hate this. I don't hate this. I mean, obviously Chicago is not a playoff team, but you know, I don't hate this. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, me neither, actually. Uh, I think it would be a lot of fun. Well, I think because a lot of people probably at the beginning with, you know, no fans in the buildings, of course, would be kind of down on the whole thing, maybe not as interested. But as soon as it starts, you know, picking up and, like, you go from no hockey, hypothetically, over the course of however many months, up until all of a sudden there's playoff hockey with kind of like eight play-in five-game series going on at once, uh, it would be tons of fun to watch, just, as, of course, as long as it's safe. Yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah, obviously, the number one priority is the player safety and everything. But, yeah, I mean, look, I think we're all starved for sports, starved for hockey. Uh, if you're still listening to this podcast, you're definitely starved for hockey. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, all this action, you're right, going from basically 0 to 100 at this point. Uh, I assume there will be some exhibition, but I don't think anybody will be really watching. And so if we're going straight into the playoffs, and, and, and it seems the, the, the NHL has, you know, gotten cold on the idea of finishing the regular season. 
we've been calling for this, you know, like, you know, you'll see a bunch of teams like Detroit, Ottawa, those top 40 teams that really won't be trying because they don't have a chance. Uh, it looks like, you know, they might be rolling with the, they're, they're probably going to be rolling with the point percentage at this point, uh, like they do the lottery. And uh, I don't know. I think they might have smartened up on that front. Yep. And if they do go with that and don't finish out the regular season, I would just like to say that the Detroit Red Wings will have failed to clear the 40-point threshold. Remember, earlier on, we were keeping a close eye on that every week in our standings checkup. They have 39 points in 71 games. So they would have had 11 games to go to try and get one more point. They probably would have been able to do it. But alas, the season was canceled, and they haven't. Wow. So it's like it's one of those things. Uh, it's like my Habs playoff prediction. Uh, it's the Detroit 40-point watch. Uh, I miss it greatly. But uh, now that the season's over, it looks like uh, they did not hit the marker, uh, which is absolutely hilarious <laughs> that they finished at 39. I mean, I look at the points percentage. I mean, what a fucking truly awful team. I mean, in this league, to have where you have, you know, you go to overtime, you make it overtime, you get a, you get a full point. To have a point percentage of .275, which is nearly getting only a point every four games, uh, is, is, is remarkably bad. And I don't think... I mean, if we're looking at regulation points percentage, they have .232, which is worse than a point every four games. Um, so, I mean, this team was awful. And I don't know if we've seen... I don't think even Colorado, when they were terrible, that awful season, uh, I don't even think they had such a bad point percentage. Uh, let me look it up. I'm looking at it right now. Colorado Avalanche. Uh, that was 2016-17. What their record was. Uh, hockey reference. Um... Why is it so hard? Oh, so they had they were twenty two fifty six and four. They're forty eight points in eighty two games. So forty eight points in eighty two games. Uh, what's that points percentage? What? Wait a second. Um, how do they calculate points percentage? Cause shouldn't like a hundred points in seventy games for Boston be like over over a thousand? What am I missing? Uh, maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, wins over games played. Uh, does oh, so that make sense? Like, so it would be like, yeah, like points percentage divided by two or something. So like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So that would make the Colorado... Yeah, this makes sense. Colorado's points percentage from that year was 0.293. So that is indeed better than the Red Wings' current points percentage. Okay, so that team was historically bad. Uh, the Colorado team was. And then we, have, we find ourselves with a team this year. That's even worse. Um, and honestly, I mean, they weren't tanking. They weren't actively tanking. It was just their roster was so bad and old. Um, and so, yeah, let's take a moment to appreciate just how bad the Red Wings were this year. And maybe they do deserve a top two pick just handed to them on a silver platter because this team was absolute dog shit. You know, I wanted to talk about that, that, that word, deserve, um, because I was actually, I was listening to a, another, a Red Wings podcast a couple days ago, and obviously the Red Wings have had pretty bad luck with the lottery the past couple of years. They've dropped like at least a spot or two ever since this system was introduced, oh, actually ever since they started missing the playoffs in uh, 2017, and they were, they're Red Wings fans, and they were complaining about how Detroit deserves uh the top two picks. So this is when it was looking like the NHL was going to go with the lottery system that handed a top two pick to Detroit. And they were saying that they deserve it. And I feel like the whole point of having a draft lottery is that no one deserves to get Alexis Lafreniere. 
uh, you would only get him if you are lucky. So like I don't because the NHL doesn't want teams quote unquote quote earning uh, a superstar player just by being bad, but they also don't want to give the superstar player to teams that are better than that really bad team. So the whole point of having a draft lottery is that you'll only get this player if you're lucky. There's no, you know, code or magic wand that you can wave to get this player. Well, I don't know. I think I think the point of I understand the lottery mixes up things so that you know teams aren't actively tanking. But like if you do finish last, that guarantees you a top four pick. So it's not like uh look I when I talk about deserve I don't mean like Detroit specifically as a team. Like historically they got trapped by the lottery, I couldn't care less. I mean that's not that's not uh that's not that's not the hockey gods conspiring against you. It's just whatever. It's the lottery. What do you want? And it's not like they finished last every season either. Uh, but uh, I mean, I think I think at this point, yeah, you kind of do deserve the point of the draft is to have that parity. Like I understand, yeah, the lottery mixes things up, but the fact is, the worst teams typically have the best picks. Obviously, there's like a couple outliers. You know, obviously once in a while you get your Dallas or whatever that or Philadelphia that skips from like fourteen to two. But that doesn't happen every year. That doesn't happen most years. And so most years, it is, you know, a team that either had the best odds or, you know, they had a top three odds and they managed to, you know, hop into number one. But the fact of the matter is that team was terrible too, did not make the playoffs, why it wasn't even close. So uh, when I say just year by year, when this team was, yes, it was awful, I I do believe that they do do deserve, you know, a, a top four pick because, you know, if we're trying to increase parity here, which is the NHL's number one goal, it seems. Uh, in that case, yes, Detroit would deserve the pick. Not necessarily top one, but like, you know, very high pick. So now that the draft is probably going to happen after the season, or if there's no season, then later on, um, then they might actually go back to the regular lottery format that they already use, where they have, you know, the 15 teams. I don't know if it would be like, obviously the seven that missed the playoffs by a lot, plus the eight that lost in the um in the play-in i don't think that would really make sense for like say pittsburgh loses in the play-in to have them go from possibly picking like 25th all the way up to 15th i don't think that would really make sense or and i especially don't think it would make sense to put them in the lottery and give them a chance to win a top three pick so what they might they might really actually now that i think of it just end up going with the the top seven teams are the ones with the chance to win the lottery and if you have seven teams in the lottery um I don't know if you would have three lotteries so that like almost half of the teams would, you know, that'd be a lot of shifting around within the top seven, but I guess, I don't know, maybe that would make sense. Or maybe they would adjust a little bit to have like two lotteries. So Detroit could move down to number three. So, but I do think that now that they, that if they do end up doing the draft after the season, that they will rethink that lottery plan and it won't end up being the one where Detroit can't move down lower than number two. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, I ranted last week about how awful that draft plan is. I don't know why they even considered changing the draft format in the first place. They obviously, oh, we don't want the cup winner to win the draft lottery. Well, that was never going to happen anyways. But um, so, yeah, looks like they finally regained a bit of sense. You know, well, probably because the general managers in the organization seem to be so against it. It looked like it was only the NHL that wanted to go full force on this one. Uh, so it looks like they've hit a lot of pushback. I've read a lot of it. Uh, you know, executives weren't happy. So that's good. They're going back to the old lottery system. And I don't have a problem with having seven teams. If it means Montreal's not the lottery, whatever. You know, like, if they're in the playoffs, I don't have such a problem with that. Uh, and when it comes to the number of lotteries, uh, I mean, look, I, I think you, I think, I think three, even if it is, you know, seven teams, I mean, you just adjust the, the, the you adjust the odds accordingly, right? So, you know, Detroit would have a better odd 
better odds than a normal year because there are less teams in the lottery. Uh, so, but I, I like the idea of three. I know it's only seven teams, but you know, three teams and seven, like it's okay. Like, uh, you won't have any huge jumpers. You won't have the 14th worst team jumping up at worst. You'll have the seventh worst team and the seventh worst team, whoever it is, whether it be Buffalo or whatever it is, Buffalo. Okay. is a pretty awful team. And so it's not there. You're not, you're not joining a stacked roster there. Uh, and, and so I don't have such a problem that the fact is the top three teams, you know, you'll, you'll just get better odds. The separation will be bigger, I think, because you'll only have seven teams. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you should just go back to the old, the old format. Uh, there was nothing wrong with that format, except you just, you know, reduce the, uh, reduce the teams to seven. Uh, and you just take it from there. I have a question about the draft order if they go to the 2014 playoffs, because in a normal year you have all the non-playoff teams picking one through 15, and you have the Stanley Cup champion picking 31, the Stanley Cup finalist picking number 30, and the two conference finalists picking 29 and 28, with, of course, the one with a better regular season record picking 29th, and then all the other playoff teams picking 16 to 27 uh, based on regular season record. doesn't matter if you lost in the first or in the second round. So now that you have this play-in, is that going to make it so that like all of – these 24 teams are playoff teams. So like, even if Montreal somehow makes it to the second round of the playoffs and then loses, they would still pick number eight or would it readjust so that like, if, um, as I've said, like if someone like Pittsburgh or Dallas loses in the play in, would that move them from like picking 24th or 25th all the way up to number 15th? Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, and I look. The thing is, I understand it's extraordinary circumstances, but I don't understand why we consider changing the format uh, from previous years. Like it works pretty well, and honestly, there like if you don't change, if you keep it, I don't see any big like unfairnesses, injustices that are happening to any team in particular. Do you? Like I don't see the problem with. I don't see why we have to change it. So you're so you're saying that like. Um... So the playoffs, quote-unquote, should still be, like, all 24 teams and not, like, once you win the play-in and you're in the top 16, now all the other teams are non-playoff teams, no matter how good you were in the regular season, and you'll be picking the top 15? Yeah, no, playoff teams are playoff teams. Uh, uh, You can call it a play-in or whatever you want, but it'll be a playoff game. It's a playoff series, uh, even if it's five games. And so I think you call it the playoffs, you're you're, you're calling it the playoffs, and then you just include them as, as, you know, one big playoff team. Stuff because because you you know that why why are you screwing with the regular season stuff? Um, and I think that system works best because I, so, I don't want to see fuck wait like I don't want to see like I don't know like a Pittsburgh picking I don't know like like fifteenth you know well, there's no need for that um, and and uh, if we're talking about like lottery yeah why not just go with the old format? All right okay so I I think I would probably agree with you on that but like I wouldn't be surprised if the NHL ends up doing it the other way where like. Montreal, if they win the play-in, now they're picking 16th overall instead of 8. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't be a fan of it, especially as a fan. But uh, it wouldn't shock me, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I would be enraged. I would throw like I would throw a fit on this podcast. I'd be like, what the fuck is the NHL doing? They're shafting Montreal here. Uh, so, look, it remains to be seen. But, uh, look, they, they better not pull the shit on Montreal. Uh, they earned the 8th pick. They deserve the eighth pick to use that language again. And uh, I won't be happy if they don't make a play. If they get eliminated in the second round and that pick goes from eighth to 15th in this draft, we'll not be happy. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be happy to, but I would probably be too distracted by the fact that they made it all the way to the second round. And I mean, you know, in this draft, I mean, obviously picking 8th is better than picking 15th, but I could still get excited about a player at number 15. Uh, maybe not as excited as Cole Perfetti or Alexander Holtz or whoever they get there. But, you know, if they make it to the second round, which would honestly be a dream scenario at the beginning of the year, then I would have a hard time being too mad about it. You know, if they beat Toronto in the first round, I don't think I'll ever be miserable in my life. Just gonna put that <laughs> out there. Um, so you know that might just that that might that might heal all the wounds. But if we beat Toronto and then get the eighth pick, that would be the dream. Even better. Exactly. A little bit of Habs news this week. If uh, we want to talk about Cameron Hillis a little bit, 2018 third round pick, signed his entry level deal. I uh, remember we talked about this a couple months ago. Mark Bergman was talking about. Four draft picks from 2018. Hillis was one of them. The other ones were Cole Fonstad, Alan McShane, and Samuel Oud. And he very strongly implied that he was only going to give a contract to one of them. Now, of course, it looks like Hillis is that one. So all the other three, being junior players, are eligible to re-enter the draft this year. Um, I was not surprised that Hillis got a contract. Um, I am disappointed, though, that it looks like uh, Cole Fonstad won't. Uh, Alan McShane a little bit too, to a lesser degree, but especially Fonstad, I was a, a fan of. I thought he was a steal when they took him in the fifth round because I think some boards were high on him being, you know, kind of a, a, a lower-tier, dynamic offensive player. Maybe had him going even in the late second. Um, also, the funny story with, uh, with Hillis, I think Trevor Timmons, of course, the head amateur scout, really wanted Montreal to take him 62nd overall, and that was the plan. But then Mark Bergevin at the last second traded down four spots with the Oilers. And Trevor Timmons, there's a video of him kind of being visibly upset about it. But uh, the gamble paid off, and Hillis was still there four picks later. Yeah, okay. Solid draft story. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like we got a steal there. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, all these all these mid-rounders, I mean, I think they were all pretty good picks uh, when you're talking about McShane Hood and uh, Bonstad. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit disappointing to see them go right into the draft again. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully Bergevin offers – yeah, as you mentioned, Fonst had a contract, but uh, at this point, it looks like uh, it's a lost cause and that they're all going back into the draft. Yeah, it's really rare, though, for like these junior players who don't get contracts and then go back into the draft two years later. It's pretty rare for them to actually get drafted again, especially later on picks. Uh, two of the examples I can think of were Connor Bleakley, who was a Colorado first-rounder in 2014, traded to the Coyotes, then didn't get a contract. And actually, with a first-round pick, what happens if you don't sign them is you get a compensation of, like, the equivalent pick around later. So, like, Arizona got, like, the 23rd pick of the second round in 2016. And then that draft, Connor Blakely was taken by the Blues in, like, the fifth or sixth round. And then also a similar thing happened with a player named Lucas Sutter in, what was the year, 2012, I want to say. Uh, he was drafted in the second round by the Jets, didn't get a contract, and then two years later went back into the draft and was like a seventh-round pick by the Islanders. So like with someone like like Fonstad, who was a fifth-rounder, I don't think it's likely that he gets drafted again, but then maybe that opens the door for Montreal to maybe offer him like a, a tryout or try it with a Rocket or maybe an AHL contract. You never know. Yeah, hope still, uh, hope still alive. And uh, yeah, you're right. The Rangers, they don't typically get drafted. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody will take a, like a seventh round flyer, but, uh, yeah, it remains to be seen. And, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so as I'm sure you can tell, it's been a pretty slow news week, especially compared to last week. So do you want to jump into this week's, uh, trivia? 
Ah, let's get into it. All right, all right. So, so you gave me a hint last week. Um, you said it was 2016 related, and I took a guess. I took a swing at it. I started two minutes before we got on, um, and I, 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 my guess is that you're gonna quiz me on the free agent frenzy that year. Um, that guess would be wrong, actually. Though it is a good guess because that that free agent frenzy is notable for be handing out tons and tons of awful deals. Louis Erickson, France Nielsen, Andrew Ladd, David Backus, as I'm sure you know by just having studied it. But that is not what this quiz is about. Um, this quiz, hmm, 2016 in hockey. Maybe I'll do this little intro. Uh, let's see what happened. The Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Austin Matthews was drafted first overall. Uh, P.K. Subban was traded for Shea Weber. But uh, every year, or I guess almost every year, uh, there's a Stanley Cup champion, and there's a draft, and there are blockbuster trades. But there's something that in the last 15 years has only happened once in the hockey world, and it happened in 2016. I want to know, what's your knowledge like on the World Cup of Hockey? Holy shit. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, Specifically, Specifically about the World Cup of Hockey, everybody's favorite team of all time, Team North America, or you could also call it Team Young Stars, or Team North American Under-23s, or whatever you want. Uh, what, What would you say is your gauge of your knowledge on this team? I mean, it's been four years. It's been four years. What else do I need to say? I mean, uh, I don't remember much. I remember there, as you said, a bunch of young stars. Um, yeah, I honestly, I remember they made it into the playoffs. Um, but I, I don't even remember if, like, did anybody miss the playoffs in that World Cup? It's been a long time. It's been a long time since that World Cup. I don't remember shit. And so uh, I remember Connor McDavid was on that team. Uh, and, and that's so about the extent of it. You're wrong because um, they didn't make the playoffs. Basically, so there were eight teams in that tournament, and they were split into two groups, and the top two teams in each group made it, and North America finished third in their group. The story is, though, they thought they had made it through when they beat Sweden, but then uh, I won't tell you who. um, One of their players in an interview after the game was told, like, uh, um, so now you only need for Finland to beat Russia, and you'll make it through. And they thought that they had already made it, so they were disappointed. And then Finland did not beat Russia, so they didn't make it through. Anyway, this week's quiz, I'm going to ask you to name, hmm, maybe, you know, you seem a little bit less less ready for this than I thought. So maybe 12 out of the 23 players on uh, on this team. So that is uh, the 50% threshold. If you can name 12 of the players on this team, then you win the quiz. How, how does that sound? Okay, all right, that sounds good. That sounds good. 12? How many players are there, sorry? 23. 23. 23, okay. Okay, Okay. here we go, here we go. All right, big stuff, big stuff. Uh, What was there? Do I get to know the criteria? Like, what was the age? Wasn't there, like, an age limit? Yeah, it was, uh, hmm. I don't remember the exact year, but, all right, let me look it up because I have an idea for when the oldest player... All right, I'm just all right. I'm fine. It. I'm fine. It. I'm pretty sure it was 1993 and younger. Okay, so that's like what 23, 23 and under. Okay, so it's a 23 and under team, and now those team it would be a 27 and under team, uh, and it's North America, so they gotta be Canadian. It can't be uh, or American. They can't be any of those European kids out there. And so let's get going. Um, so interesting. First of all, interesting that they call a team youngster, but they don't in- include anybody from Europe. Uh, just shout out to that. All right. Um, so here we go. Okay. So 27 and under, let's start with the goalies because, uh, you know, I just feel like that's what's up. So 2016. Okay. The first goalie that comes to mind is Matt Murray. 
because, you know, 2016, Correct. they just won the cup. And Okay, let's go. All right, Matt Murray. I'm going to write this one down. I'm going to keep a list. Uh, Matt Murray, okay. Okay, first of all, I mentioned McDavid was on this team, so I'm going to shout him out first, McDavid. Uh, McDavid. Okay. He was also the captain. Uh, oh, what do you know? Um, as a Jack 19-year-old. Eichel. Yep, Jack Eichel was there too. Okay, so as a 19-year-old. So okay, all right, you mentioned Austin Matthews. He was drafted that year. I think he was on the team as well, wasn't he? Yes, correct. Okay, all right. We're rolling. We're rolling. Four for four. Do, do, I, uh, do I get as many strikes as I want here? Uh, mm, I hadn't thought about a strike system. Good idea. How about three? Three strikes. Or four okay, strikes. We'll strikes. give you four strikes in your round. Okay, thank you. All right, we're bending the rules of baseball here. Um, I got four strikes. What do you know? All right, all right, all right. So, let's go to defensemen. Because we have a bit of each. We've, we've sprinkled a bit of each position here. Um, defensemen. Okay, who's good? That's young. Fuck. I mean, uh, <laughs> actually, many young defensemen don't come to mind, to be totally honest. Uh, I mean, Seth Jones, I imagine he, he, okay, all right. Okay, so, like, he's probably the best defenseman on that team, to be totally honest, because, uh, I mean, no, nobody really comes to mind. Like, everybody's old. Like, Brett Burns, Eric Carlson, they're all old. Uh, Shea Weber, obviously, is old as hell. Uh, so, good defenseman, young, good defenseman, even today, 2,700. I mean, I don't really, yeah, nothing really comes to mind. It's weird. Um, so, we'll go to forwards, uh, again, I guess. Son of a bitch. 27 years old. So I guess, like, who's been in RFA recently? Um, who's been an RFA recently? Um, who the hell is young? 27. I mean, honestly, were there more than five people on this team? That's what I'm wondering. Um, huh. Okay, maybe if I go back to the goalies. Uh, 27... I mean, I imagine they all have to be... I imagine there were... Were there, like, three starters that were 23 and under at the time? Uh, well... Well, at least one of these guys was not a starter. But I'll give you a hint. All three of these are starter, starting goalies now. Okay, that's that, that's good. That's great. That's great. So now I have a 2-31 and 31 shot at, at making this one. Um, Who's young? Who's got a young goalie? Like, fuck... Um, you know, like Carolina got Magic No. Um, like obviously the okay, no, they gotta be North American, of course. I have to keep that in mind. So I'm like not you don't have your corporate salary or anything. Um Connor Hellebuck. He's correct. Young. Okay, let's go, let's go. All right, Hellebuck. Write that one down. Um okay, so maybe one one more goalie. Um twenty seven years old. Fuck. Okay, um so no, not Freddy. Um Sends up Craig Anderson. Canucks. Who's the Canucks goalie? It's Jake No, He's not North American. Um, okay. The Jets. Yeah, they have Hellebuck. And then the Flames, they have Riddick. Uh, so, let's see. Maybe in the Arizona, they have Kemper. Ooh, is it? No, I'm not guessing, but I don't know. Wait, I don't even know what nationality Darcy Kemper is. Is it Darcy Kemper? Wrong. That's your first strike. Ah, goddammit. All right, it's not Darcy Kemper. Uh, I think he's like 30. Oh, he's 30? What? I don't know. I think he is. Let me look it up. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, Give me an update later on. And, uh, okay, so 27. Who the hell is 27? Um, Yeah, Darcy Kemper's 30. What? Already? 30 years old, this guy? (laughs) I could have sworn he was like 24. Um, Maybe not 24, but you know. Uh, Let's see. 
John Gibson, maybe. Uh, Correct. John Gibson. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So we had. I've, I've, I have all three goalies, right? Yeah. Okay. So we have one strike. Seven players. I have five more to go. They all have to be forwards or defensemen, which is unfortunate because I don't really know anybody. Um. Okay. So who the hell's young? Johnny Gaudreau. That's like one name that's young and like comes to mind. Johnny. Hockey? Correct. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I wish I'd studied for this instead of studying the freaking free agency. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Who's 27 and under? Okay, so maybe if we go through the first overall picks. Oh, that's a fucking good idea. Oh, man. I'm going to high-five myself for that one. Um, so 24. Okay. All right. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. What's that? Is he, is he fit to Okay, so he's drafted in 2012. Um, so 2016, he'll be like 20. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Correct. Let's go. All right. This but is we're, more, we're working. Yeah. I just want to point out to you that he was actually drafted in 2011. Okay. Well then. Close enough. Right. Yakupov was in 2012. What am I even saying? All right. Yeah. Well, good thing that didn't come to cost me. Uh, yeah. Okay. 2012, of course, is a good training draft. Okay. So we weren't thinking straight there. Um, well, Aaron Ekblad, 2014. Aaron Ekblad. Was he a defenseman on the team? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. It was before he was, you know, deemed a, a mediocre player. He was only two years off of his draft. So, uh, okay, okay. How many are we at? We're at we're at ten okay. now. We only need two more. We only need two more. This is fantastic. Um. So who the hell? Okay. So if we think, okay, who's in the Galchenyuk? Was Galchenyuk on the team? Nope. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I, I'm gonna stop you for a second because with quizzes yeah. like this. You could kind of just, the ones that aren't question-based, you can kind of just theoretically keep on thinking forever and ever until you get them all and you win. So I'm thinking of maybe setting for you like a little bit of a time limit to get these last two players. Maybe like, I'll wow. give you, I'll give you like five minutes. How does that sound? This man's, this man's pulling a, this pulling a, he's pulling a double strike system now. you got the strikes and you got the time. Okay. I guess that's oh, fair enough. I'll, I'll remove the strike system. I'll remove the strike system oh. in favor of. Okay. All right. In favor that's fair. of the time. I would say in favor of five minutes starting now. Okay. All right. So now we're just going to keep. All right. So that draft, yeah. Was Ryan Murray on the team? Correct. Okay. Let's go. Uh, we have, okay. So the two. Draft. What? Yeah. We're just looking through the dream. Oh, that's not Am fair. I looking through the, what do you mean? I'm not looking through the drafts. I'm thinking through the drafts. Oh, okay. 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 I thought you had like the draft board pulled up. No, no, that's not fair. Okay. That's cheating. Okay. Um, okay, that's okay. All right. Okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. So I need one more player. There were two Murrays on that team, which is pretty good. Um, okay, so who the hell's young? All right, were there any halves? Max Pacioretty was too old at that point. Um, Max Domi? No. Nope. Okay. Um, how much time do I have? I'm going to look at the Zencaster clock. That's uh, it has not point. been a minute yet. Okay, all right. I have four minutes and I'm a bit changed. Um, so who the hell? Who the hell's young? Well, I have this list here. Um... Mark Stone. No, he bloomed late. Um, son of a bitch. Who the hell is on this team? Okay. Um, forwards. All right. Let's 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 run through the league. Um, okay. Um, all right. Now Terrence. Now Terrence go. God damn it. Uh, okay. So let's see. Hmm. Jonathan Huberto? 
Correct. Yay. Let's go. You did it. Really? He was on the Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe I should have set the threshold a little higher, but I was feeling generous. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Maybe, maybe, the, yeah, the, I thought the threshold was a tad low, but you know what? I'm going to use the rest of the three minutes to keep guessing young guys. How's that? Okay, yeah, yeah keep going. Let me see going. how many I can get. All right, all right, all right. So, so, all right, Huberto is on the team. That's interesting. Um, Who else? Florida. Florida's pretty, eh, I don't know. How many defensemen do I have? I have Ryan Murray. I have, you, you I guess Eckblad, Jones, and Murray. Two. So you have four defensemen okay. left. Alright. Um, who the heck is young? Mm, not Petrangelo. Petrangelo's too old. Uh, let's see. Oilers. Oilers are a pretty young team. Um, you know. What's his name? Darnell Nurse? He wasn't. He's too young, right? Uh, he was not on this team, but he was not too young. Okay. Alright. Darnell Nurse. Unfortunate. Um, okay, Toronto. So Austin Matt was Mitch Marner on the team? No, he's, nope. no, he was pretty draft. He's too young. Um Morgan Riley? Correct. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Pretty good. Uh John Tavares was too old by that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Alright. Um how much time I got? How much time I got? Oh, I uh you have two minutes left. Uh, two minutes. Alright, alright, alright. Am I missing any Habs? Uh, Habs at the time? No. At the time? Do we have any current Habs? Maybe. Fuck does that mean? Alright, that's probably a yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, that means so yes. So Habs at the time. Um, so fuck, who got traded? Oh, Jonathan Drew. Was he on the team? Drew? Correct. Oh, okay. Alright. I wasn't aware. Yeah. Good for him. Um, good for him. <sighs> fuck, okay. All right, that's 15, right? 15, 16? I don't know how many it was. I'm not really Lost keeping count. count anymore. Yeah, me neither. Okay, we'll uh, call wait, it a 1, success. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you've guessed. 14? Okay, not bad. you got a minute left. Um, I have a minute left. I mean, I, I've lost hope. Uh, maybe I'll just look through some, like, we'll go through some teams, shall we? Uh, who's a playoff team? Pittsburgh. Uh, Gensel? No. He wasn't. He, I don't okay. think he played in the NHL yet. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Dylan Larkin? Correct. Oh, alright. So, like, Detroit's got that one player. Good for them. Um, uh, yeah, okay, this is fun. Washington. Ah, uh, Washington. Who the fuck do they have? John Carlson's too old. No, they don't. Hmm. Uh, playoff teams, the Sharks. Ooh, the Sharks. The Sharks. The Blues, the Blues. Do they have anybody? No. I don't know. All right. All right, I'm calling it here. 15. Uh, all right, yeah, so you were like four seconds away anyway. So uh, the players that you are missing are, uh, wait a second, defensemen, Jacob Truba, Shane Gostisbehere, and Colton Pareko. Okay. All right. And forwards. Solid names. Forwards, Mark Shifley, JT Miller, Vincent Trocek, <laughs> Brandon Saad, and Nathan McKinnon. Oh, fuck. I'm going to forget Nathan McKinnon. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, what the hell? Yeah? 
He's yeah. I thought that was gonna be like the first one you got because he scored that super famous goal against uh, Sweden in overtime. Oh, right, son of a bitch. Okay, Nathan Kidd, JT Miller was on this team of all the yeah. dudes. JT Miller. Yeah, that was like the really the super head scratcher decision. That one in Matthews because he hadn't played in the NHL yet. And the two names that everyone was saying like got snubbed from forward were actually funny enough because they got traded for each other a few years later. Were Galchenyuk and Max Domi. Oh, okay. Two guys that I guessed. So, you know, you yeah. might as well give me those points too. Because uh, <laughs> uh, why the hell not? And, uh, okay, so, huh, JT, J- they picked JT Miller and he hadn't even played a game yet? That's even worse. No, no, uh, JT okay. Miller hadn't played. It was Matthews oh, who okay. hadn't played. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But JT Miller, what the hell? First of all, I didn't know he was that young. I didn't know he was under 27. And also, like, JT Miller's not very good at all. So, like, uh, I mean, I understand well, he's straight he first, but, like, well, yeah, now he is. But, you know, back then, are you kidding me? I didn't even know who JT Miller was pre, like, last year. So, uh, okay. All right. Okay, this is a success. This is a success. This quiz is a success. Let's go. Yes, good job. Good job. All right. Uh, do you want to keep on doing that, like, quarantine checkup? Or maybe do you want to call it quits on that segment? Ah, I think we've had enough of it. I mean, honestly, I have nothing's changed since last week. And I don't think yeah, anything will change from this week on. I think the only change that we'll talk about is, is basically the NHL news and We've covered that pretty much in depth. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week's episode. We've made Actually, it this far. Actually, something yeah. has changed since uh, last oh. week. I finished my I finished my uh, second semester of CJEP, so I'm fully done with my first year now. Congratulations. I still Thank got, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. I've got, uh, I've got a few things left. I finished on the 25. And, uh, All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, so do you want to sign off? Looks like you're about to start. I'll let you do the sign off this week. Okay, I'll do the sign off this week. So yeah, as I was saying, congratulations if you made it this far, both in the podcast and in the quarantine without going insane. Uh, and uh, yeah, so like, subscribe, tell your friends who are also bored and maybe they like hockey. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. I'll be back next week with a quiz ready to go. I haven't thought of the theme yet, so I can't give you any hints just yet. But uh We'll come, we'll come swinging. We'll come swinging. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. This episode of Fusion and Hockey Podcast is sponsored by Sandborn's Boys. This new sports novel by Benji Mellers is available on Amazon. Order your copy of Sandborn's Boys today.